And I think the mistake that I see a lot of churches making, and especially with social media, is they, they think that social media is going to solve their problems. And the problem is maybe they just aren't creating great content. Maybe they're not a great church to even visit. Uh, and so at the end of the day, a great website and great social media is not going to fix your church. But I think what it is going to do, if you do have a great church and you do have great content and you do have a great message, it's this is going to amplify those things. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by my new friend uh, and new to this podcast, Josh Brown from Soul Heart. Josh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, excited to be here. So I we I have uh, an exciting announcement uh, for this podcast, and we'll get to that uh, later in the podcast in this conversation. Uh, but Josh, you and I got to know each other in January, uh, and and I've learned a lot about Soul Heart and your background, and we. We have, we share uh, a lot of uh, you know similar background, and it's fun too when you're like, how did we not know each other uh, before now? <laughs> and then we've been trying to record this podcast probably for four or five months, uh, it seems like. And so uh, Josh is one of the most brilliant marketing minds I've ever met, with a heart uh, to serve uh, churches and ministries, and just a kingdom uh, entrepreneur. And so Josh, for those that don't know you, can you share a little bit about your story and the Soul Art journey? Yeah, definitely. So again, you know, thanks for having me on, man. It's just been super cool getting to know you and all of your passions and energies. And you, like you said, we have so many like common friends yeah. in the same exact ecosphere and somehow we never crossed paths. So yeah. really cool background story for just even like how we got connected randomly. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, long story short, you know, um, I grew up kind of the buckle of the Bible belt in the backwoods of Kentucky. I uh, grew up on a farm there. Um, my cow crops were, I started like nine years old, raising pumpkins, um, had cows, you know, raised tobacco at one point. That's like a thing in Kentucky for those of you that aren't in part of that area. And um, anyway, just like caught the like, caught two bugs early on. Like one was became very passionate about being involved in my church. Like I, every year in my church, you could get like a shiny uh, Sunday school attendance pin. And so, I was after that pin and I actually didn't miss a day of Sunday school for 10 years. Like, wow. we, like, you know, I thought I was going after something monumental, but like, you know, they just give you a little pin with a year on it every year. And so yes. anyway, um, and then at the same time, it's like this concept of like running my own business. I mean, my, you know, dad wasn't a farmer, but he farmed and my grandfather's full-time farmer. My uncle became one and I grew up on a farm. Like everything about that life was amazing. And in the middle of all of that is where I really got a foundation for business and faith. And that's kind of what led to years later, you know, um, actually like my story, like really where it took off in terms, I would say the most like growth in what was God calling me to do early on because that was such a pivotal point. Um, you know, even thinking of the name of our company right there behind Soulhire uh, comes out of Deuteronomy, obviously love the work your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Um, but yeah, like early on in life, you know, I had this great foundation, but right when I started to uh, jump into the real world, it was like 9-11 happened. And I'll just never forget, I've been recently baptized, I've come to know the Lord, and um, just was kind of not sure about my faith, and come to know the Lord, get baptized, 9-11 happens. 
and my faith spirals in all kinds of different ways. And uh, all through college, that was a key moment for me because I began to pursue this path of what I thought was, you know, heading down the road of like I was getting a degree in journal communications, learning about design and just little bits and pieces of everything, which led to a foundation to later on ultimately becoming not just somebody who served in ministry as a youth leader for a number of years, but then somebody who stepped out of that world to become a business owner who then serves ministries. Yeah. And here we are coming up on year 10 as of next month, and God is good. He's faithful. Uh, started in the corner of the bedroom after leaving a nonprofit that I was working at at the time. And yeah, now we have a team all across the country. Like it's been pretty incredible. And somewhere in the middle, I meet this guy, <laughs> Nils, a good friend of mine now, of course. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the, the background of the story. And the purpose of Soul Heart when we started was actually because I had, I'd always resonated with Apple years and years ago. They created this media campaign called Think Different. You know, and I'm sure you remember those. Like to this day, if you ever hear the, um, there's this uh, video, it's like the crazy ones. And yeah, there's an actual commercial called the crazy ones. Then there's the one that like Steve Jobs himself recorded his voice with. Yep. To this day, I get chills. Like it just, something struck a chord. Like I was that guy obsessed with Apple before anyone knew who they were. And it was because you could do such amazing things on the computer. Like you could bring art to life. And all kinds of stuff. And so anyway, um, yeah, that was like, my foundation was like, I really understood story. I understood, you know, like I resonated really well, like moving pictures of video and all kinds of stuff. And so I just dabbled in the areas I was passionate about, man. And, you know, worked in nonprofit and ministry, you know, graphic design and marketing and started to rub shoulders with people that were doing incredible things. And just over time, I was like, man, I really feel like this is something I'm being called to do. Yeah. And what could that look like? And uh, then one day, and I'll kind of end it with this part, but like one day I heard Pastor Craig Groeschel preach a sermon. He was our pastor at the time. And he said, to step towards your destiny, you have to step away from your security. And my wife and I looked at each other. And I was like, this is this is what God's calling us to do. This is that moment. We both, we both knew, like, we didn't have to say anything. We both knew. And right about 10 years ago, put in that notice my job and said, I'm about to start a business. They're like, what are you going to do? I don't actually know. I just know it's going to be something to do, have something to do with digital marketing, media, video, web. I didn't even know. Like, I just loved it all. And so that's what developed the passion, which gave a foundation for a company. I love that so much. I, I This only reaffirms uh, my, my bromance. Uh, for for you in that I you know and I I haven't I'm still setting up my new office here in Brooklyn but in my my last office I had two three things on the wall I had the Great Commission uh, you know go to all the earth and the Great Commandment you know uh, to to love God and to love others and the the Steve Jobs quote um, only those that are crazy the crazy ones you know uh, yeah and and I you know I think that 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 stirred me as well that that Steve Jobs uh message of like man we're we're the crazy ones i think we can change the world and i think at the end of the day and, and the great commission calls us to go into all the world and digital marketing has opened up 
opportunities for churches uh, that that have never existed historically to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And and I think it also, though, gives us opportunities to take the gospel to our neighbor in new and unique ways 24-7. Uh, that they, We don't have to wait till people come in our building to minister to them uh, and, and to reach them. And it, it, we have just such incredible uh, kingdom opportunities in front of us. And I love how you have you know, intentionally, you know, helped help ministries achieve that and help businesses and all, all kinds of different organizations. Um, so we met uh, primarily because you were in the process of selling a business uh, and and a business that you started to serve churches. Uh, and, that, and that business is a company called Church Press, uh, which is a WordPress uh, website platform. And, and you uh, have selected me because you had several people that were interested in acquiring that business from you, me to to be the new steward of of that platform, which I'm really honored about. So I want to talk about that. Uh, but maybe yeah. before we talk about why me or why you know that transition, talk about why you why you built Church Press uh, to start with. What what was the foundation of the beginnings of of that company out of Soulheart? Yeah, so great question. Uh, Soulheart in the early stages, because of my background, we naturally like worked with nonprofits and churches. And what would happen is in the early stages. I took anything and everything that came across the plate. You know how it is. It's yeah. like someone's like, I got a dollar, you got an hour. Yeah. Sign me up, we're doing it. Let's do this thing. And um, and then as I began to grow, I really learned like, okay, I, I have to set some boundaries. I can't just work twenty four seven. You know, yeah. I had a phrase I used a lot of a lot of the time early on in the stage of soul arts growth, which was I feel like I've just created a lot more jobs for myself and that's okay because yeah. allowing us the freedom that we wanted to like we were traveling a lot. You know, we traveled through forty two states with uh-huh. three kids, five and under in those first two years, just scratching that at our uh-huh. door. And um, you know, that's just it was a value to our family. And basically what ended up happening during that was like, well, what was what was I good at? Like really, really good at. And I had learned how to build and in fact, like that was one of my big aha moments was when I kind of turned in my notice and I was like, this is the direction I'm going to go. And then it was like, oh, now what do I do? Like, how do I get this business off the ground? Then I got a call from a company and they were, as a nonprofit ministry, we were just talking about, you know, the power of the web, the power of the future. Cause I was, you know, really familiar with that new basic HTML and knew a little bit of PHP because I had worked in WordPress for a couple of smaller churches and we didn't do that on my job, but like I, I knew enough about the ecosystem. And at that time it was powering like 25% of websites on the web. Yeah. So it was like, this is, there's an opportunity here, but I just couldn't really figure it out. And the more that, so this first company reached out to me and uh, they're basically like, I was looking at like, what do I need to survive? And that's what I charged. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, if I want this to go on for three months, what do I need to survive? Put the on the table for my family, uh, not thinking about anything else. And we do it. And I go through this web project and I just start approaching it, you know, in a way that I've never done before, which was like, let's analyze what we have and let's look at the data and let's look at the information and all these things that I'd always thought about, but hadn't really gotten a huge, like a massive project to do. And fell in love with that part and the design, which I was already good at design. I kind of did a lot of, I mean, you're a youth leader, man. You got to do graphic design, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. if you don't design your own t-shirts, then, you know, 
yeah yeah something's up right yeah so anyway um but but during that process they were like well could you code it as well and i was like at that point couldn't just type into ai and get your code output <laughs> right right you know there was no drag and drop systems you literally had to write email or yeah. php at the time as the language and so i started doing that building these things out and i start seeing like wow there's a difference in the way that people interact with something that's beautiful and meaningful versus something that looks like you just, you know, got it out of the bottom of the kitchen sink, right? Like the the garbage disposal area. That's where everybody just throws their stuff. And it started to resonate with me at first from just, uh, man, wouldn't it be cool if churches had websites that looked better? I mean, everybody was using the lightweight, Ezekiel templates back then. Yes. And, you know, they just looked like they looked like they were built in the 1960s you know like just did i seem to be websites that would resonate with people they were hardly used they were clunky they all looked the same everything was templatized and i was like none of those websites look like the first impression you would want to receive from guests coming to your church and because i was a believer and i was also very involved in our church um i started asking the question like what would it look like if we built something for this like very specific niche area of the world which was like small churches i started doing research and i found out that like i forget what the numbers are off the top of my head but it was like 85 percent of churches in america had 200 or less people yeah and i got to know churches because they would come to me for graphic design and i'd be like well why don't you put it on your website oh we don't have a website or we have a website but it's just for a phone number and a map and that's it that's all anyone cares about and about that time is really with like ads were taken off across the world you know seo is becoming a big thing and for me i just looked at the the playing field of culture uh, and i was like man wouldn't it be cool like to your point earlier like wouldn't it be cool if 24 7 your church was doing ministry to the world Yes. And I was like, what could that really look like? And the vision for Church Press began to kind of come in fruition around that of a a platform that was literally just a website, but was built in a way that could be a digital outreach, like a 24-7 digital outreach to your community and to the world. Because what happened is I started building websites for small churches, pennies on the dollar. Like I'd build it and then charge them like 15 bucks a month for hosting. Yeah. You know, that was that. And then um, what I began to see was all these countries around the world that weren't just visiting the website, but they were listening to the sermons yeah. or they were reading the material. And so I began following churches. I was like, what do people around the world want to know? They want to know questions like, who is God? You know, like a lot of churches are like, come see our church. Here's our building. Here's our thing. And people in the world are like, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? You know, who is God? What is salvation? You know, they're asking basic questions. And most churches answer those questions with a giant block of text about their beliefs that no one in history has ever read, never looked up all the little supporting verses, like nobody in the real world actually cares. And so as we begin to do all of this and I begin to formulate it, I was like, well, could there be a way then that we could create content that would resonate with churches and then help them to do what no one else in the market was serving at the time. Yeah. Um, and what, what was the do 
it was spread the gospel further faster. That was my mantra. And so that led, because of my background, writing, journalism, design, yep. web, video, like anything that I can do media-wise would come in. And I wrote a guide that was called How to Use Instagram to Spread the Gospel Further Faster. Yeah. And that thing, I posted it on Instagram stories and said, deal me your email if you want to get the like the guide sent to you yeah and i can't even remember i mean it was it was several hundred people that reached out dm'd me i created a slack group overnight because i was like i want to bring these people together let's chat about it um and at the time even like saddleback church in california their marketing director hears it sees it reaches out to me like have people at churches all across the country and then it starts going around the world. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Yeah. And I had, dude, it was crazy. I had lots of pastors in Ireland, like yeah. seeking counsel. And I'm like, I'm building website. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is even happening? And I just stepped into that ministry and began to ask questions, get feedback and understand what are the things that people are struggling with from the ministry perspective in terms of getting graphics built, getting, you know, a, basically really came down to getting a website that wasn't just a brochure, getting a website that actually helped them do digital outreach and evangelism. And when that began to click for people, it was like, we've got something here. And so I just started signing up church after church after church, expanding yeah. it, and then eventually built a full automated mechanism to just help people but it was all about serving churches so the gospel could be spread further faster and god just opened the doors from there so yeah yeah and, and let's you know let's for for this audience we probably have a more technical uh probably half our audience uh will we'll understand the technical a little bit uh because i you know and i and i geek out about some of the things and so one of the things that, that i fell in love with is you know both you, your priority around the messaging the the beauty of it that you want to build beautiful websites. And then I think at the, at the end of the day, what really sold me on the platform is the searchability. At, at the end of the day, if Google can't find it, it doesn't exist on the internet today. And that, and so how did you prioritize that, that in many ways it feels like a tension. It almost feels like it has to be an either or, uh, but how did you integrate kind of the both and to create the kind of holistic platform? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question. And I would say that, a couple of things like the first the first thing that was super helpful was one of my best friends that was helping me with the platform he runs a lot of our google ads is also a pastor of a small church a southern baptist church in the middle of gold canyon there right and he um he and i came together we really just would talk and we would create content and we would um we would put a foundation on like what the biblical truth was and then could we connect that into the digital world so for instance jesus says go in all the world well what does that look like you know where is jerusalem where is samaria in a modern context where's the ends of the earth well i had a church of senior adults in quartzite arizona that i think in the summer runs like 15 15 people and they build their website they put their stuff out there and we had people around the world, parts of like unreached areas of the world that had language translators on their computers to then find that search and send to them and say, like, please pray for this in my life and make those like 
literally otherworldly connections, you know, it was, and so as I began to see that, I began to really formulate the idea of, okay, well, how do you create not just a platform, but a platform that has an ability to actually have content that can be found in Google and then yeah. be showing up in search results all over the place, not just in a local context, but also in a local context, right? Yeah. So we began to come up with plans for churches and not every one of them, you know, went for it because a lot of them, this was so new. It was like, yeah. why do we need a page on our website about who is God? You know, like that's a very generic term. We have an answer with 500 Bible verses attached to it. Like, isn't that good enough? And we begin to build, be like, well, actually, it's not that, you know, it's not that we're saying the word isn't good enough. It's saying the presentation of the gospel yeah. is a giant white screen with a bunch of black text and blue links. And is that an attractive presentation? No. What's attractive as a presentation is maybe white screen and a video and some text and some clear calls to action for if this is resonating with you, then here's the very next steps you can take. Now, you know, a lot of churches, what they'll do is they'll come up with, uh, I think it was like um, plan your visit concept, right? Yep. Because they're yep. very focused on come in, plan your visit. You know, we don't want you to show up and get like, you know, have like the redheaded cousin Eddie filling in or, you know, everything's weird all of a sudden, right? You know, like everything for us was about how do you allow a church to communicate what's, what, what this church is really about, yeah. like the type of teaching that you have, the type of ministry and atmosphere and education and just all of this and either give them or give them a blueprint, create content that can help them be found locally and around the world. And so that was, that was kind of like the formulation part. And as you know, like you're talking technical, so Tim is an SEO expert. He's my guy out there. It's after I'm Goat Canyon uh, or out of Goat Canyon. So he comes in. I focus on web content, all of this. He focuses yeah. just on SEO. Uh, things like Google My Business. Like we started helping churches even with understanding that, like the basics, because so many of them would go to other, you know, try other platforms. They're like, yeah, the hub, you know, come in. We're going to build kiosks. We're going to do all this stuff. And it was like, Actually, most people just want answers to their problems, yep. you know, and even from like sermon titles, you know, get helping people understand like your sermon series about the overflow. You know, that's what I've seen so many times, right? It's like overflow of the spirit, like no one's searching on Google overflow and yeah. thinking how to like, how do I hear a message of God? Like, what are the things that culture is actually looking for? Not saying I'm trying to be always topical. But people are searching for answers to their problems. We know as believers who the actual answer is. Jesus Christ. Like, yes. there is no other, right? But as a church, you have a very unique ability, if you have a website that can be found easily in Google, to create content that can answer, you know, the questions, the problems that people in your community have and people around the world, you know. And so that's really what was driving so much of it. Then even today, it was really interesting. So we were talking to our team recently, and our content team wrote an article like a week ago, and we're number one for a complete search re search term in Google for an article on a website that doesn't have a ton of traffic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's really not brain surgery. Like when you do this stuff, look at keyword research, look at the 
data, look at the difficulty, it doesn't take a lot of effort and you don't even have to do the crazy white hat, black hat, SEO, all that kind of stuff. No, you just simply have to create great content and things are going to answer people's problems. So yes, I, I think, and, and one of the things I love Josh about the way, the way you frame that is you got to create great, great content. And I think the mistake that I see a lot of churches making it, and especially with social media is they, they think that social media is going to solve their problems. And the problem is maybe they just aren't creating great content. Maybe they're not a great church to even visit. Uh, and so yeah. at the end of the day, a great website and great social media is not going to fix your church. But I think what it is going to do, if you do have a great church and you do have great content and you do have a great message, it's this is going to amplify those things. Uh, and, and this is going to help you reach more people. And I believe, you know, like if God's called you to do this, that you are creating your content, you are doing the good things. Um, but, it, but it's, it's not, it's not a big secret. Uh, it's basically just, it's packaging of your message. And, and I think that's what you have continued to do over and over again, uh, through different mediums and, and, and most specifically through the church press platform. So let's talk about the transition. Uh, you, you decided to, uh, move your company in a different direction and make this platform available uh, for me to acquire, uh, and and I was very grateful because I I know when you you know uh, were we're we're putting it out there there you had a lot of interest. What what made you you know choose me uh, out of, and I apologize to the others. I'm I'm sorry that those <laughs> didn't get it. Sorry, uh, no. And uh, but but I think you you really saw this I think as a stewardship opportunity. That's the way I look at it as you, you know, God put this on your heart, you built it, you served a lot of churches through it. Um, and, and now you're being called in a different direction and allowing me to steward this platform moving forward. But what, what led to you making that decision to trust me with your baby that, that you built? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was really interesting because we, we did, we had a lot of traction, you know, I started kind of feeling like the Lord was leading in a way of like, hey, you built this, you've gotten it to where you need it to be. But in order to continue to grow soul hard at the rapid pace that it was growing, I couldn't keep my focus on this because it was such a personal pet project of mine. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so my team was requiring more my attention and just like under, I mean, you know, you're running a full-fledged business. There is a lot when you've got employees, they're all across country and there's a lot that goes into it and I felt like I was doing a disservice to the platform itself by not giving it more attention um and so and the weird thing about it too in that space it's like it was profitable on day one <laughs> you know there was and what had nothing to do with like money or anything like that it was simply I wanted to really see this go to a new level new height and with all the new technologies coming out, I mean, you've got AI stuff on the rise, like crazy. You've got the ability for, you know, people like I think Apple this week is like Vision Pro comes out. And you're like seeing all kinds of mind blowing things yeah. that are going to be potentially possible in the future. And I started just looking at all that focus and I was like, man, I really do believe. I need to invest solely in Soul Heart, which is still serving you know, ministries and nonprofits, like that's largely a lot of what we do. We do other, you know, businesses as well. Uh, we have like six different like business and nonprofit ministry, parachurch ministry categories. But the level of attention I was requiring for so much and over here, I was like, man, if I can just pray about it and see like 
is there anyone who feels as passionate about something as I do who could be a right fit to, like you said, steward it, carry the torch forward, and like see this platform become something that can spread the gospel further faster? The reason I believe so much in the platform, because are there other ones out there? 100%. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. of, of website templates built on platforms, proprietary platforms, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And for me, what I often found was churches, if a media person came in or like as they grew or if you had a volunteer, whenever someone would come in, they change something. Yeah. And if you chose a platform, you'd have to wait till the contract ended before you could do the next thing. With WordPress, which is what it was built on, you can do whatever you want. You can create your own apps. You can integrate other services. You can connect it to you know, automated blog posting. I mean, you can connect it to posts for you on social media. I mean, the sky's the limit. It could literally be a one source solution. And you can connect it to like CRMs like HubSpot, like post everything direct to it from there. Like there's just so many endless possibilities. Yeah. And so as I begin to look at that, I was like, man, I am just not doing this. Like, I'm doing a disservice to the platform. And so I put, put it out there and I mean, I got a lot of attention right away. I mean, I, I was actually kind of honored and shocked at the same time. Um, you know, we have multiple people. There's a lot of people in the app development area that are like, we get so many people like wanting websites. Like we want to acquire this, bring it in. And all I really did, you know, said like, let's hop on the phone. And like, I want to hear your story. Yeah. And, you know, there was, there was a couple that just really, they, they were like, everything sounded so great. But something in my spirit was like, I just don't know this is the right move. And then you reached out yeah. and you sent me something. I can't even remember what it was. And immediately I was like, something about this guy sounds different. And I was like, let's hop on a call. Like I'm available this afternoon. You're like, me too. And come to find out, you know, like lady thing for you. you know, yeah. yeah. And we just hit it off right away. Like your yeah. personality, demeanor, you know, the, the way that you see the world, the types of kind of background, like we had such similar background in so many different areas. So like yeah. I'd actually been to, uh, been to your church several years earlier, like you have yeah. been in places or connected to people that I was connected with. And it was just so much commonality of spirit. And I, that's what I just find so much. Like you have to be, if you're in tune with the spirit, when the spirit gives that commonality, then you know, like you've met a brother you can trust. And that to me was like the most meaningful thing. So I think we hopped on a call with Tim as well. And I was like, hey man, I'm pretty sure this is what I want to do, but once you like talk yep. to, hit it off right away. And at that point we kind of knew like, all right, this is the way God's leading. Um, and I think we had that combo, like let's do this thing. So yes, yes. Thus began the tr transition. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I think it's been a lot of, uh, it has been an honor, you know, that, that you, you felt the same. And I think it was a, it was a mutual connection where it was just like, yeah, this is, this is right. Uh, and it reminds me so much of even this podcast. This podcast was DJ Chuang, uh, started this podcast 12 years ago and 10 years ago, I was literally at dinner, uh, at, at, at Jay Cranda's house from Saddleback Church and, DJ said, I think I'm ready to uh, to pass the torch. Nils, do you want to take it? And Jay was like, hey, I want to do it too. And Jay and I ended up kind of taking the torch. And 
of of this podcast, and and it's been uh, a labor DJ was in in New York here about six months ago. We had dinner, and and he was just like, man, uh, I love how you've stewarded it. I said, he didn't use the term steward, but how you've taken it and ran with it way beyond you know what I ever had a vision for it, and that's my goal uh, with this. You know, the way we got connected was you know kind of so random, but it it at the end of the day, it just feels has felt so right from day one. And, and I think simultaneously, you and I both had conversations of like, man, we've both taken some some hits personally that have, you know, our conversation started in January, I believe. And it's just taken a long time to get to this mm-hmm. moment. Um, and for for many different reasons, but I think at the end of the day, I, I believe so much in what got put on your art when you built this. I believe in the technology that it's bringing and I believe in serving the church. And I also believe in, other people that have similar platforms that it's you know the church getting more good technology and having options is a good thing and so this might not be the right platform for every church uh and it's not going to be we i we won't have the capacity to help every single church uh but mm-hmm. but 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 i do believe and and the deeper i've dug into the technology and the platform is we've begun to prepare it you know for a new launch uh is is that this this technology has has the potential to, you know, support thousands of churches uh, with a really dynamic website experience that that's going to help in a lot of ways. And one of the biggest tests, tests, Josh, that I use in social media is can my dad use it? And my dad's a 65 year old pastor in Cleveland, Texas of a church of about a hundred. Um, and, you know, his, uh, his technical skills don't go much beyond paint um, when it comes to, <laughs> yes. you know, uh, you know, if, if it can't be done in word, you know, or paint, yeah. uh, he, he can't go much past that. And, and he, um, and so we, we are in the process of helping him build his own website on church press. And so you can actually check out his website at fmcleveland.com. Uh, it's gonna, we're going to put the pressure on him to be done by the time we release this <laughs> oh. podcast with his, with his site. But if my dad can do it, you can do it, um, and if he can, he can build his church website on Church Press. Uh, anybody could do it, and, and I think one of the things that I love is this platform. I believe is dynamic enough for the largest mega church, and simple enough and affordable enough for the smallest church, and th- and that's mm-hmm. our objective and goal in stewarding uh, this this platform. Uh, and so I I cannot wait uh, to get this out. So churchpress.co is uh, the website if you want to go check it out. Uh, and we, uh, Josh, I just want to communicate to you just my gratitude for you trusting me, uh, I, my gratitude for you putting years of your sweat and your, uh, you know, investment, financial investment and your, you know, soul heart investment into this technology platform, uh, and, and, and allowing me to, to steward it moving forward. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to tell you the stories and, and, and share with you the, the Google Analytics reports of you know the Church Press <laughs> websites are reaching millions of people uh, in this way because you've seen it you know already uh, have have great fruits uh, but but we're we're gonna we're gonna keep investing into it and, and keep uh, you know expanding you know hopefully the the impact of this technology uh, as 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 you know Josh it takes uh, it's not done you know like at the end of the day, <laughs> it's never it's it's never done and so we'll, we're yeah. just gonna keep investing into it keep developing it because. The internet is ever changing, uh, and, and but yeah. the infrastructure you built uh, is built for, uh, I, I believe, for the decade to come, um, mm-hmm. and and it's hard to 
think past five years uh, in the technology, but I, but I do believe that that this technology will be able to build on it uh, for for the next decade. You know, I'm not going to look much beyond a decade, uh, but but to, that you could build your church website on this, and it uh, it will accomplish uh, your goals um, from a from a digital engagement standpoint and a searchability standpoint and a ministry standpoint to move people to deeper engagement in your church. So Josh, I just, you know, want to rearticulate that. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me. Um, as you, as you kind of, this is that kind of final baton passing of, you know, me, us taking it now going public with, uh, the, the new direction of church press. What, um, what's your hope for, for where we take it? What do you, what do you hope and you see, two, three years from now with church press? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And again, I'm just so excited, man, because I'm excited that you guys have, like you, you caught that vision super early on and yeah. feel that, that, you know, almost responsibility, I carry that torch forward. And it's, again, it's not so much because it's like just a cool platform you can build upon, but the fact that it's literally the best single best way i mean wordpress now powers like 50 percent of yes websites across the internet and it's not just that it's wordpress because anybody can go and do that but it's how we built the infrastructure around it and the types of ways that we built it to extend into the future and for me i think there's two things that i get really passionate about number one is the fact that this is a platform that can and not just platform but ecosystem that can literally support thousands hundreds of thousands of churches around the entire globe yeah. and like to your point a mega church and a church that we've literally like that's been a client for years in the church for ecosystem in quartzite arizona of uh, 15 people in the summer 30 people in the summer depending upon the year and an all senior adults 70 and older right like the the ability to have extendability like that what's really interesting is um you know, I always look every year, who are the fastest growing churches in the country? And what's really, really interesting to me is so many of those churches are actually building upon the same tool sets that we chose, you know, so many years ago. And now they're, they're, they're like almost innovating with it and building extendable areas of that ecosystem. And so when I look at the future, man, it's like, I thought I knew the future had with some of the stuff and then Apple's like Vision Pro, here's the new future, yeah. augmented spatial computing, right? Yes. And I see two things, right? First, I see the ability for us to engage with content, sermons, church messages, yeah. you know, all of that in a variety of ways, not just sitting down at a desk looking at a phone, but rather out everywhere right yeah. like there's who knows like you could create your own personalized unique environment to browse the ones yeah. i think it's just mind-blowing what this is gonna um lead to um but then the second aspect of it and really you know one of the drivers behind what i was doing initially was and not i mean yes it was like see the gospel spread further faster go in all the world but when I began to do that, I began to look at like, okay, for every cell that came into church press, we wanted to give like 10% of all profits away. And I started looking like, well, what would be a good, you know, type of company to resonate with this? And what came to mind for me was Bible translation, because 
as we're getting the gospel and the word out into the world with all of these churches, there's actually tons of movement going on in the Bible translation area. And because of technology, I mean, it's going to be in the 2030s that every single language on earth is going to have a copy of of a language translation copy of scripture started in their heart language. Like to me, it's so pivotal because, you know, even in the Bible, I've always felt like, you know, we never know the return of the Lord is coming or anything like that. But I've always felt like everyone on earth will have an ability to physically hear in their language the word of God, not just, you know, see the stars, but physically hear God's word translated their language. And so seeing all this going on, seeing technology going, seeing the ability to have a platform that can not only be extendable, but as these tools get developed, and translation becomes more readily available. I think Google was one of the first ones to have the earbuds and you yeah. could put them in your ear, choose your language. And then as somebody talks in English, I could hear in Spanish. Like that's mind blowing. And we are on the cusp of like some crazy, crazy technology with AI coming out and with spatial computing hitting in that same breath and the speed of innovation. In fact, I was reading not too long ago, the chat GDT is the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone's into it. You've got it on your your phone, your device. Microsoft's trying to like corner the whole market. It went from a non-profit to a for-profit. I mean, yes. for uh, OpenAI and just everything going down. And Elon's been warning us for years to like be nice to robots. I always say please and thank you just in case theory ever, you know, comes back to kill us all. But hold um, just joke on that, of course. But the reality is, with uh knowledge right when you look through the bible like there's so much proverbs about knowledge and wisdom and you know the personification of all of that and then you also see the flip side uh early on in genesis when like what knowledge can actually do can destroy yeah you know when people are going after knowledge in the wrong way and so what i'm seeing now the and actually not just what i'm seeing what the technology is doing you to Knowledge in the, in the world would double like every 10 to 20 years. You know, essentially like the amount of knowledge in the world would double 10 to 20 years. With the rise of the internet, that slowed, like that sped up, right? I, yeah. If it was 20 years before, then with the internet, it was 10. If it was 10 years before, the internet was five. Like, yeah. like drastically changed it. With the first version of chat GPT, it was every two weeks. Yep. And with the second version... Because the first version was here, second version was like it. Then they connected it to the internet recently, and now knowledge is actually doubling, like every twelve to twenty hours. Like, imagine the implications. Now, the beauty of this entire ecosystem and platform, I think, is as all of this stuff and culture starts to happen, how are everyday churches going to stay true to the gospel? Continue to have a not just a message that's resonating with people or you know leading those people to christ but also serving as that digital evangelism tool in all of this new technology era that we're about to encounter like i think we're on the cut of some radical new ways of communicating in our world you know like yeah. the whole like you can navigate with your eyes i mean what is that have locations like as I just scroll down the Bible, right? It's just going to automatically scroll as I look in my eyes. I mean, there's so many things, but at the end of the day, it's like a platform that can be stable, secure, and give people 
the ability to, you know, create something in a singular location that can extend into all these different ways. And that is centered on the hope of the gospel. And dude, when we connected immediately, it was there was common brotherhood, yeah. business similarities, and all that. But it was like, man, I know your heart, the Lord resonated so much. And I was like, this is the way, you know, pulling the Mandalorian in there, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> like, this is the way because yeah. what you can do is you will stay in touch with all of this, not be reading you on, sending people yeah. your way just a massive fan of the future success and like you said it's not going to be for everyone and that's okay because there's every year hundreds millions thousands we start churches are getting started and right now there's such a cultural shift especially in gen z to like move away from organized religion and what that looks like and i think that um you know things like the asbury revival all the stuff that we've seen in culture you know greg Larry, I think they had a baptism service, 5,000 people in La Jolla. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's just like, even in the midst of craziness and culture and evil, like God is doing a work, man. And he is using every, everything that maybe Satan is meaning for evil. He's using it for good and for the good of those who love him to bring them all the glory. So um, kind of to sum it all up, if this thing just continues to bring God glory, man, you, you've hit it on the on the coffin right there. So just keep that, keep that in mind. Uh, you know, it's all about helping those churches to reach the world with the gospel. And that's, you know, it's the platform to do it. So anybody who's listening, you have to sign up. If you got a church, you're on that cusp, you're in the mode of like, hey, I'm thinking about this one, thinking about that one, like guarantee you, your church will not only you know, be set well and, you know, have a good trajectory and future with church press, but you're going to be able to get found in search results now when things start going audio, like everything that's going to get created into the future, it's all going to be built into this space, this ecosystem. And you're going to have the rock solid support backing of a team that's like boots on the ground, really seeing how exactly culture is changing and how your website can actually make an impact in those areas. So I love it. I love it. Short, I think summary, right? <laughs> I, I think Josh, I think those people that listen to this podcast regularly can now understand why we have such an affinity for each other uh, because our, our, our hearts and our minds are, are so aligned. Uh, and I, and I, I promise, you know, to continue to move the platform in this direction to stay on the front edge of technology where this was built uh, with such forward thinking, thought um it can easily technology get behind uh and we're not going to allow that to happen uh to to this to this platform uh and so i'm, I'm going to make uh, that commitment to you josh and to uh everyone that's listening and everyone who becomes uh, you know a customer and, and uses church press into the future that we're, that we're going to keep pushing uh the limits to make sure that it's simple uh and that it's functional and and that everyone uh can use it and that it's affordable but it's also innovative in uh, keeping up with the trends of technology. Josh, as we wrap up, uh, for those that want to connect with you uh, and, and learn more about Soul Heart, where, where, where should they go? Yeah, so our website's just soulheart.co. Um, I got into that mode about all it's looking for. How do you shorten, you know, the amount of characters you use and everything? So I bought into the whole .co trains. I love it. Yeah. Churchpress.co for you guys. Yeah. Soulheart.co for us. Um you know, you can find me on all the channels. Usually it's Josh Brown or official Josh Brown. 
um, probably most active Twitter, LinkedIn, that kind of thing. And honestly, like at the end of the day, there's, there's some other projects we've been working on. And one of those is kind of to tell this larger story around the brand of soul heart. Kirk Brett is a huge significant part of that. Um, and so I've actually started writing uh, part of my book that's going to come out later this, hopefully later this year. You never know the winds of change, but the whole concept is follow your soul heart, stop chasing your dreams and start building them. Because I truly believe that so many people are just dream chasers. And instead what they need to be doing is boots on the ground, building the things that God has called you to build. And the more people that can get hands on with their faith, with their calling, with their purpose, uh, the world's just going to be a better place. And dude, we need it more believers to step up stand out accomplish great things you know and whatever the lord's purpose for you in your life and uh so i think that's kind of what's really cool you know we've got a whole lot of stuff we're involved with as a company um but really on a personal level like i just want to help people all over the world um especially you know those that are believers i want to see new believers come into the kingdom but it's really those that are believers to not settle for second best like to put all, you're all 110% everything and stop chasing those dreams and just start building on man. I love it. I love it. Well, we, we will have you back on the podcast uh, when that book is ready uh, to release. And I can't wait to dig into that uh, conversation as well. So Josh, thanks for joining us. And thanks everyone uh, for listening. You can go to socialmedia.church for a link uh, to all of Josh's social media handles to soulhard.co to churchpress.co and Uh, to everything that we talked about here on this episode. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again on the next episode.